Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter, Get Organized, a podcast that focuses on helping you create space to attract more money, love, and happiness in your life. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. I hope you are having a great week, and of course, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please leave a review so I can continue bringing you episodes each week. I'm excited to share that you can support this podcast by clicking the Buy Me a Button link in the show page, and I will give you a shout out on the air. Well, of course... If you didn't already know, this month, September, is National Preparedness Month. And on this episode, you'll get to hear my conversation with Katie Belfi. She's a readiness and resilience coach. I will also be sharing my product, app, and repurpose, as well as my book suggestion for this week. And, of course... How do you prepare for weather alerts, snowstorms, hurricanes, heat waves? That's my question for you this week. Well, I did some, you know, digging for my facts and statistics as well as trends. And the number of heat of weather related emergencies, and this is how they really kind of calculate a weather-related emergency, earthquakes, storms, floods, heat waves that either cause at least 10 deaths or affect more than 100 people or prompt a declaration of a national emergency. Since 1970, the number of disasters worldwide has more than quadrupled to around 400. So Katie Belfi is a readiness and resilience consultant with a background in law, emergency management, and wellness. It is precisely the varied career path which inspired Katie's unique approach to emergency management. After managing disasters for FEMA and later one of the largest hospital systems in the country, Katie recognized the gap between the way things have always been done and the way things could be done better. So she set out to fill it, combining best practices in disaster management, strategic planning, and business continuity with her knowledge and mindset of mindfulness and health, holistic health, Katie has provided one-of-a-kind resilient solutions to colleges, corporations, uh, and communities around the U.S. Today, Katie continues to serve organizations, but she has turned her focus to what she is more passionate about, helping people develop personal, professional, and practical resilience. Through this work, Katie intends to change the way we think about preparedness, taking it from something we associate with disasters and avoid thinking about to something we incorporate into our daily lives that serves us in everything we do. I cannot wait until you hear my conversation with Katie. Well, listeners, I am excited because I have an expert because each year I would kind of just like overlook this, but it's national prepared, national emergency preparedness month. Of course, Katie Belfi, who is our guest today, she'll be able to correct all that, but I just want all of us 
to really be more prepared just in case of an emergency. And of course, during our conversation, I want to share with you a funny story in regards to how people were making fun of me, but because I was organized, they were able to find the flashlight in the midst of a blackout. So Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Janet. Thank you for having me. So before we get into the what we shouldn't do and what we should do, what made you decide to really, because I know this is a passion of yours, in order for us to really be prepared for the what if? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think for me, the root of it was my work with FEMA. That's where, that's where I started uh, in emergency management. I was a lawyer for FEMA. And I saw firsthand the difference it made when people were prepared and people weren't prepared. And then, you know, over over the years working with the agency, I saw all of the efforts that they were making to help people get prepared. And God bless them. They do a ton of work to do that. And y'all will see that during National Preparedness Month. They've got all their information out there. But the thing is, at the end of the day, after September's over, that conversation kind of stops. And so what I set out to do was, was try to change the way we think about preparedness from something that people don't want to think about because they're usually associating it with emergencies and things they don't want to think about to something that we can think about as sort of part of our self-care. Because at the end of the day, what better way can you really take care of future self than preparing? And I'm not talking about just about, you know, crazy natural disasters that our brains tell us are probably not going to happen. But I'm talking about just approaching your life with a sense of preparedness and readiness so that when stuff does happen, you're in a better position to deal with it. So I like to talk about me emergencies to get people thinking about the ways they can be impacted just by the day-to-day adversity that we all deal with to get them thinking about the ways readiness can serve them every single day, not just when they're staring down the barrel of a cat five hurricane. You know, and I like what you said because my, 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 my situation was um, I was having a party and all of a sudden all the lights went out. And of course people were making jokes. Oh, Janet, you didn't pay your electric bill. I'm like, (laughs) yes, I did. And so I told the person, I said, you know, I named the person. I says, you're near the drawer, pull the drawer out, put your hand in. The flashlight is right there. And then we can go to the fuse box. And they were like, yeah, right. And the person was like, oh, my goodness. They were like, how would you do that? I said, because I have an organized drawer and I know where the flashlight is. But I also the flashlight can lead me to the batteries, et cetera. But we found out, like you said, it wasn't really like a disaster, like a hurricane or something like that. But there was a grid. There was a grid where all the power went out and it was out Mm -hmm. for hours. So Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just simple things like that. But in your experience, what are some of the things that we just should not do? (laughs) If we're talking about our me emergencies, what should we not do? I mean, I have to say the number one thing that I would say is a don't is assume that if you can't do everything, you shouldn't do anything. And this is the number one pitfall I see with people surrounding preparedness in general. It's like this bunker or bust mentality. You know, it's like if I can't be a doomsday prepper, it's not worth putting batteries in my flashlight. And it's just not the case. And really, I think 
that's some work that we need to do as a culture, as a community, and sort of deprogram that thinking that without the stuff, without all the stuff, we can't be prepared. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, I've dealt with emergencies for a long time now. And it's not the people with the greatest amount of stuff that are in the best position. It's the people with the greatest skills that are in the best position to get through it. And so that's my that's my my biggest sort of word of caution for folks that are trying to get started in this is allow yourself to start small so that you don't feel like you've got to climb Everest to be successful. I like what you said, because I have a list of, you know, the things that you should always have. And I'll go through periodically and check off the list. Okay, I got the first aid kit. Good. Then I've got the batteries. Good. And then, you know, talks about other things like, okay, well, if I need some clothes, blankets, okay, that's over there. So like you said, it's just kind of, because that what helps me. Because when you do look at that list and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to do this, that, and the other. So what are some things that we really should do? So I love that question and I'm so glad you asked it because I think people's first impulse is to go, let me just go online and buy a go bag that's got everything in it. So I don't have to think about it. Don't do that. Don't do that as your first step. Your first step, I want you to, I want you to think about those core skills. Okay. And I, and if you're, if you're living with people, you've got family and friends nearby, Talk about this collectively because the, the main things that you want to be able to do are communicate, evacuate, reunificate, and get your information. I don't have a Kate word for that one, but get your information. So if you think about those four key things, they're central to managing any disaster, any emergency emergency contact information, right? So who are you calling? Who do you want your kids to call? Who do you want your elderly mother to call? And do they have that contact information readily available without a cell phone? That's a, that's a catch that people don't think about. What are your evacuation routes? Do you know them? Can you navigate them without your GPS? And reunification, have a meeting point. Think about if your family got split up or your neighbors got split up. You know, I think about my elderly neighbor all the time in this context. It's like, if I couldn't get in touch with this person, if our cell phones were out and they happened to be out of their house and there was an emergency and we needed to find them, where would they go? And so just having these conversations before terrible things happen, it's like putting your flashlight in the same place every time. You know where it is. And it's not something that you need to figure out when you're under the gun. So that's really my number one tip. Wow. I mean, and I'm thinking, Katie, so last September, it was last September, Philadelphia for the first time had, of course, the hurricane came through, but major flooding like we have never seen in decades. Mm -hmm. And it really took so many people for surprise even me because that day I remember I was going I had a hair appointment and I got to my hair appointment fine but what I didn't realize was that our downtown center city area was flooded people were trapped 
you know, store, the, the supermarket, it took a whole like month for it to reopen because mm-hmm. the water was up to the ceiling. And, you know, and a lot of time people had to be, you know, displaced or taken someplace else. And I was just thinking about all that. And I'm thinking, you know, sometimes you do have to, like you said, your the emergency. The self, Mm -hmm. you know, we all know, you know, we all go to our cell phones and we Mm -hmm. just hit those numbers. But like, what is the actual number just Mm -hmm. in case your cell phone is not charged? Yeah. And you have to. So those were some really, really, but I love your, your, your little tips, your little four tips. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing, the thing is, Janet, I think the key with getting this to stick for people is number one, demonstrating day-to-day value, but number two, making it feel like something everybody can do. And I think it's that sense of empowerment that we're really missing. You know, it's getting people to feel like I've got this. I know I may, I may have never lived through a hurricane or a tornado, but I've got a basic skill set that's going to put me in a position that I will not only survive, but I'll thrive and I'll be able to help other people too. And it's so, and it's so interesting when you said that I thought about when I was living in, you know, an apartment and all of a sudden the water just, it was a shut off, whatever they were going through some construction and a lot of the neighbors, they just like frantically, they were panicking. Mm-hmm. And then one of the neighbors like, well, what happened to you? I says, well, I was in the middle of washing my hair. Oh, that's horrible. And I says, well, not really. I says, because I learned from my mother to always have that extra just in case. And I just said, in case. I just washed the soap out and I went about my way. They were like, really? well, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, you don't really, but, I, I said, well, I did. but you're right. It's like those little things, those little survival. So I know there's little things that I know, you know, even now, you know, when everybody has those electric can openers, I still have just, yes. in, ca- just in case yes. so I can still eat and everything. So that's right. So, uh, you know, Katie, I could talk to you forever. Me too. (laughs) I mean, I love this stuff, Janet. We could talk about this all day. (laughs) I mean, because, but like you said, it's like not just thinking about one time a year, but just periodically. I know. All right. I had to end my conversation with Katie. I know. know, But there'll be, you know, I'm hoping maybe, maybe there'll be a part two. But Katie, how can the listeners... Um, actually get, oh, you know what, before that, I always ask all my guests, Mm -hmm. how do you stay organized? Like, what do you, is it like the calendars? Do you have like systems and processes? How do you stay organized? For sure. I mean, systems are big for me. Um, So I, I do, I do have a bit of a system because while, while stuff isn't the, the primary, you know, we do need emergency stuff. We do need to have backups. And so maintaining stuff in an organized fashion is obviously critical, right? So making sure that things have a place that your flashlight, it goes back in the same drawer. That's very important. And I do maintain a bit of an inventory, especially when you're talking about emergency supplies. I make a habit of picking up just a few extra canned goods, bags of lentils, that kind of thing. Every time I'm at the grocery store. So my stockpile just builds slowly and it's never a huge undertaking but that also means i have to be responsible about making sure expired food is not staying in the stockpile so labels lists and and calendars i i make i make reminders in my calendar once a month 
just to go through my stockpile and get rid of anything that's expired. So I'm not setting myself up by holding on to food that has been sitting on the shelf for a few years. And that is wonderful. And then, of course, when you're talking about that, I was like, you know what? That is a good tip for just those of us who live on the East Coast. Because sometimes you just never know. They'll yeah. say it's going to snow. And then everybody's all of a sudden rushing out to the supermarket when really all you have to do is like, mm, I got enough to last me for a couple of days. I'm going to be That's okay. It. That's I'm it. Be all right. Mm, you have so many wonderful tips and nuggets, Katie. Oh, How can you, the Katie. listeners connect with you? Um, everything is on my website, www.katiebelfi.com. You can reach out to me there. I do individual coaching. I do group coaching. I've just, you know, I've, I've got plenty of resources to share. Uh, I've also got a ton of content on Instagram. I'm, it's just my name, Katie underscore Belfi. Uh, and I'd love to connect with any listeners that have more questions about readiness and resilience. And of course, listeners, you know, I will have all of Katie's contact information on the show page. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. It was my pleasure, Janet. Thank you so much. So, what did you think of my conversation with Katie? Did you take notes? Did you share this with a friend? Do you kind of like, are you thinking differently about preparedness? So, I wanted to follow up with my conversation with Taylor's tip time with some National Preparedness Month tips. Number one, decide what you need. You know, depending on where you are in the country, you know, I, I snow, rain, heat, but sometimes people do not have to um, prepare for snow. So decide what you need. Check your existing inventory because a lot of times you may buy things, you shove them here, put them there. So make sure you check. Then whatever it is you need, you purchase those supplies and then you organize them so that they are readily accessible. And as I shared in my conversation with Katie is I knew where the flashlight was. I know where my batteries are. You know, my candles, should I need them? And Number five, and you know, she mentioned this a little bit, you know, about making sure you have like a location where everybody meets, but also making sure you know where everything, everybody in the household knows where everything is. You know, maybe, you know, you might be upstairs, somebody might be downstairs on another part of the house. You want to make sure you're, that they know, okay, the lights went out. I need to grab the flashlight. Um, you know, in whatever location you put it. So decide what you need, check the existing inventory, purchase supplies, get organized, and let others in the household know where items are located. Well, of course, you know, we're, we're talking about preparedness. So are you prepared? Do you have all of your important documents organized? And are they updated? And are they secure? Which is why, you know, I love to help people when they need those documents organized. You know, I work with a client who, you know, I referred her to, of course, my attorney. She got all the documents. So she has got her estate already organized. Then the next step was to take those documents and make sure they were 
not only organized so she can grab them, but also secure. So, you know, if you are in that place where you're like, Janet, I need all those documents, but also I need them organized, or you may even have the documents, but you may be thinking, oh my goodness, how, what, what do I need? Give me a call. Click my contact page and schedule a free 15-minute session, and I can just kind of walk you through, number one, all the documents in regards to your estate plan that you need, but all those documents you need organized. So take the steps necessary today by doing something and click the link in the show page. Well, of course, I get to this point where I get to thank all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following me on social media. Thank you for your likes, your retweets, your sharing. Please continue to follow me on all the social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, as well as YouTube. And don't forget to check out that channel as well, because I have got some awesome interviews, not only already on there, but I've got some awesome ones lined up on just how to really organize those areas of your life that sometimes you don't even think about. You know, the blended family, maybe you're co-parenting. You know, maybe you are divorced. Maybe you are thinking about, you know, do I need to organize everything so that should anything happen to me and I do pass away, all that stuff is organized. So go check it out. And of course, if you're thinking of getting your life organized, you know, you don't have to get overwhelmed. Join my Facebook group, Living Life Totally Organized. It's a community of women supporting each other on their journey to live in life that is totally organized. It's free to join what I am doing right now. I'm just kind of going through because, you know, when you do go to the page, I ask you a couple of questions. So what I'm doing is I'm going through those questions. People are saying, I want to organize my basement. I want to organize my paperwork. I want to just kind of better organize my family. So I'm going through those and I'm actually responding to each one. And then, of course, there are times when people just, you know, I'll go out there and I'll do a live. Somebody will post a question or concern or they're like, I'm overwhelmed, Janet. And I will go out there and I will respond to that as well. So I am very interactive So I love it when my community posts questions, photos, and videos. So come join us. And do you know what time it is? I'm just wondering, do you know? I can hear you all across the country and around the world saying it is Toss It Tuesday. And this Toss It Tuesday, you know, those first eight items that may be beyond the expiration date. And when I say beyond, I'm thinking... You know, sometimes you find things that may be a month later, but I'm talking years later. Toss it responsibly and then, you know, refresh your supply. My app suggestion for this week is, are you ready? The Red Cross First Aid app. It is very useful and It places experts' advice in your hand to deal with just those daily emergencies. Because a lot of times, you know, we need to be prepared just for the daily emergencies. You know, one of the things, because of what I do, um, years ago, I would always make sure I had Band-Aids and different types of antiseptic because I was always getting paper cuts for what I did. Now, my product suggestion is the TEP, the Thomas Edward Paul Disaster Prep Survival on the Go bottle. It's a cute bottle, 
And of course, if you click the link in the show page, it's really nice. It just kind of combines everything. It's like almost like a little water bottle with all the things you may need. It's great for your car. It's great if you travel. So think about, you know, that as well as just something small. I actually have one right here in my home office. And of course, I always want you to go out there and reach and check my Pinterest page where I have a repurposed board. I've got one for the garden, one for the home office, and a general one as well. And my book suggestion for this week is The Disaster Ready Home. That's right, a disaster ready home. It's about preparedness. It's not about waiting until we hear the sirens or see the, you know, the the um, get the alerts on our cell phones or things on the the TV. It's just about being prepared. And of course, my quote for this week is, "Failing to prepare is preparing to fail." I know you've heard it probably a thousand times. Well. I want to definitely thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family or friends as well as on your social media network. And again, let me know you enjoy listening to this podcast by leaving a review. And don't forget you can support this podcast by buying me a cup of coffee. So visit my website at www.janetmtaylor.com. Organization is a quintessential element of a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to your organizing dilemmas. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized.